Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reframe Your Brain. Starting with episode 11, Danielle Kent and I are doing something different. Each week, we'll be sharing conversations with a variety of people talking about what they're reframing in this challenging and pivotal time of COVID-19. If you want to share a story about something that you're reframing, reach out to us on Instagram at Reframe Your Brain. Today, I'm chatting with Sierra Downs. She is a speech-language pathologist who works with older populations in skilled nursing facilities and hospitals throughout rural Vermont. And this is what she's reframing. Okay. So, hello. It's, what day is it? April 1st. It's April. That's right, yeah. (laughs) And today... I am, um, this is Leah, and Danielle's not with us today, but instead we have Sierra, who's joining us to talk a little bit about um, the idea of reframing and what she's reframing lately, and um, I'm going to let her tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, Sierra. Hi. I'm so excited to be on today. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my name is Sierra. I am also a speech language pathologist um, and a self-proclaimed voice geek. Um, <laughs> let me clear my throat. I uh, let's see. Just more about myself. Yeah. Whatever you want to tell us about yourself. Maybe where you live or yeah. what kind of speech pathology you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I am, um, I'm a New Jersey native and I moved up here with my partner a little over two years ago. So I've been enjoying exploring the whole state, um, working in all parts of the state, (laughs) (laughs) um, and just, you know, enjoying the, the beautiful views and the people up here. Um, Currently, I work as a medical speech language pathologist. Um, I see folks virtually, at least now, um, <laughs> right? For voice training, accent modification. Um, I am, although everything is in flux right now, uh, possibly working at a critical access hospital. Um, and a nearby cancer center. And I occasionally PRN at uh, some skilled nursing facilities in the northern part of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what I do work-wise. But um, me personally, I love making music. Um, I love doing things with my hands. all my senses that kind of stuff and I love being out in nature you sing is that right I do yeah (laughs) (laughs) I thought I remembered (laughs) I sing um all things but Mm -hmm. I my my background's in classical music but I kind of shifted away from that um because I think there's all different types of music that are fun and um I've been trying to expand my own voice and yeah make some different sounds and collaborate with new people and it's just fun so so 
one of the reasons that um, you are someone that I thought about inviting to this podcast is because, you know, being newer to Vermont Mm -hmm. as part of your getting to know the state and getting to know the, you know, what is, what the profession of speech language pathology looks like in Vermont and what the work opportunities are. You've done a lot of exploring and learning about um, the resources that are available and the, the places you could work, different settings. And you just have such a curiosity about what's out there um, and what you could do. And you're open to so many different ideas that I thought it'd be fun to talk about right now, given all the things that are going on. Um, and as you've been professionally thinking about trying new things, what are you, or expanding what you're doing, I guess, what are you, what have you been rethinking or reframing? Um, and sort of simultaneously, the, like, how are you finding the connections that you're making? You know, do you feel like there's a, I just threw this question in. This is an ad lib one right now. Do you feel like there's um, a difference? Are you experiencing any kind of difference in how people are connecting and communicating now versus like three months ago when you were starting down the, you know, road of considering different work settings? Yeah. Or whatever else you want to talk about is fine too. (laughs) That's a really great series of questions. I, um, yeah, I think there has been in the past two weeks a pretty significant shift I've felt with, um, the folks that I have relationships with up here. Mm -hmm. Um, most of my relationships up here are all, you know, related somehow because of, you know, our profession. Right. Um, whether they're, you know, colleagues that work with SLPs or they are SLPs and um, yeah I mean I think there's there's two there's two things that I've noticed is I I think just with the the gravity of everything that's going on right now some people are giving themselves space yeah very much needed and other people are expressing themselves and asking for help and are really seeking out connection Mm -hmm. um and yeah so I feel like there's been a a bit of a change in communication I think it's all good yeah (laughs) yeah um I think it's all good I I know that in terms of people that aren't in Vermont we've at least my partner and I have been really trying to stay connected with our family and friends out mm-hmm. of state mm-hmm. through all the technology that we have access to, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hopefully that just continues because that's yeah. been a really beautiful thing from all of this. Um, you know, now my, now my mom knows how to use Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to be, that'll be some kind of meme that is made. Like, does your mom Zoom? <laughs> Zoom mom. 
I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I think the communication has definitely changed. Mm. I think for the better, um, mm-hmm. and I hope it continues to to happen that way. Um, what was your other question? Reframing. Reframing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have um, I had the pleasure of meeting another uh medical SLP colleague at a dysphagia conference a year or two ago. Um, and she lives in the UK and she works mostly with peds and, um, you know, the pediatric feeding and swallowing is really not my wheelhouse, but I've learned a lot through her. And she had, um, posted something on social media a week or two ago about some things that have helped her working in medical settings um that she got from her husband she said it used to used to annoy her that he would (laughs) remind her of this all the time but she said she's really focusing on this um way of thinking about what's happening right now um how to continue to move forward in a healthy way and um the best way that i can explain it without having a visual in front of me because I love visuals. <laughs> so I'm using my hands right now, but you can't see. <laughs> That's all right. Just describe what you're doing. <laughs> so there's, if you picture three circles, right, there's a, the biggest circle on the outside. Um, and I see you nodding your head. <laughs> the biggest circle on the outside is um, circle of concern. And then there's a smaller circle within that, which is the circle of influence. And then there's a, a smaller circle in the middle, which is where um, Ashley says you're supposed to stay there. You're really supposed to focus on that one. And that's the circle of control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I saw her, uh, you know, she posted about this and holy cow, that is something that I need, that I needed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, you know, we have a whiteboard here. And uh-huh. I, made one for myself and I shared it with my partner and I shared it with my mom and I shared it with all the people I thought might, you know, like to know about this. Yeah. Um, I tried to fill up that center circle with things that I can focus on right now. That was, you know, a lot of people are grieving right Mm. now, myself included, um, for various reasons, you know, like life and death, but also, you know, job loss or, you know, grieving that connection with family and friends. Um, And it's heavy. It's really heavy. Um, And everybody in their own situations are dealing with these like intense feelings. Um, And for me, I tend to go to that circle of concern Mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately so it was a nice encompassing uh, encompassing everything that you could be concerned about yeah yeah other people's concerns your other concerns people's concerns yeah and just gosh the world the right. world I mean that's what the big circle is it's the world <laughs> yeah. but um you know and and I found over the past week or so I've needed to take that circle of control and even like like focus in on the very very center of that little circle because some days it's like what am I doing to take care of myself right now yeah you know um (laughs) did I put on deodorant 
eh, optional. <laughs> um, you know, and just also, I, I have humor in that yeah. circle of control because that is always something I can choose to be open to or to push away. Because um, there's been some times where, you know, I'm like talking to people that I feel like don't, I haven't been taking certain things seriously or whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? I need that perspective, what they're, how they're communicating right now, because I'm, I'm in that big circle of concern and I'm, I need to get back in the center. Um, so that's kind of, I think when you had asked me before about how are you like reframing or rethinking that has been super helpful. Um, and yeah, I've been going back to singing a lot more in the past few weeks because that's my that's my rock you know yeah um, that that's something I can always do as long you, as the vocal folds are working <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like that idea of the the, the circles the concentric concentric circles I think is yeah, what that's called um and and going back to singing that those are things you can envision continuing mm-hmm. accessing indefinitely that and and are they things that do you feel like those are things that you might otherwise not have evaluated as or incorporated into your life like you are right now 100 percent please (laughs) (laughs) can you talk about that a little bit yeah I feel like um like I said I needed this framework yesterday you know years ago Um, right right I think just that the time and the circumstances and the fact that everybody's going through all this heavy stuff right now Mm-hmm. It gives us all a time to reflect and um, be open to the things that we weren't doing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't singing enough. <laughs> I was not singing enough, and um, you know, I need I need, I need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that has really been helping me. So I can't imagine not doing that moving forward. I don't think that would be beneficial, you know, yeah. so I've been able to see how much that's helped me. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I really, uh, as you're talking, I'm just noticing how much you're saying that you're, you're identifying that you need something mm. and thinking about um, conversations with another person where anytime I would say the word, like, I should do this, or I should do that. This other person would say, you know, there's behind a should, there's usually a need. So Mm. what do you need to be doing versus what are you saying you should be doing? I love that. And I, I'm just struck that you haven't said the word should at all. (laughs) And I really like that. (laughs) Oh, gee, thank you. (laughs) Because I, I think it really reflects a difference in understanding what is motivating you mm. 
to to sing more or to use this framework of you know those circles of concern or influence or control yeah and why it's important to you to be reframing that and see a need for it so nice work hey thank you (laughs) (laughs) well done but I'm, I'm just like thinking about that other circle outside of the middle control circle Mm -hmm. and um I've found that my need to do more of my own voice work and you know whether it's just with me or oh oh, this is so beautiful this is another thing that I need to continue to do and I don't know why I wasn't doing it before um my grandfather um had just recently lost his wife about a month ago my grandma and uh we, you know, we would typically connect via FaceTime. Thankfully, my aunt has a phone that she lets him hold. And, <laughs> you know, it, it tilts down so you just see his, tilts up so you just see his forehead half the time. But he, he will put it up to his ears. I'm like, oh, he's got nice hairy ears pop. <laughs> I was just but, in a conversation yesterday. <laughs> Or someone was describing doing teletherapy with three-year-olds, and it was pretty similar. <laughs> you see a lot of their nose, <laughs> close-ups of the eyes. <laughs> yeah, we, um, so we've, you know, we try to FaceTime or talk at least once or twice a week, and the past few weeks we've been talking a lot more, and, um, you know, because he's been going through his own grieving process. Yeah, that's a big on top of everything that's going on in the world right now. And he's a singer and he used to sing in, in church choir. And he's just, you know, that's a part of him too. So we've been finding songs that bring him joy. And I said, you know what? I don't really know what to talk about right now, pop. What song comes to mind? And we just mm. sing. And, oh, oh that's so sweet. <laughs> you know, um, but that like influence part I feel like I can't control how other people are grieving I can't control how other people are feeling but I can mm-hmm. still do things that might influence how they feel um and that was one of those things I'm like and why am I why have I not been doing this like this is something I can continue to do yeah so the circle that you're describing then it's like the center is what you have control over the influence is what you might influence is it also what might influence you is it both directional (laughs) I don't I don't really know this is new uh you know framework for me but I kind of like that and then the the bigger circle is like what you might have concern for or might Mm -hmm. potentially people who might have concern for you but there's not that same direct interaction of influencing each other's yeah or okay influencing each other's actions or emotions so much but more sort of holding someone you know in your thoughts or right right yeah and I you know I think the influence part is even you know thinking of other people Mm -hmm. letting them know that I'm thinking of them yeah I would put that under the influence part you know yeah makes them feel good or I don't know, maybe me thinking of having people know that I'm thinking of them doesn't make them feel good. 
I like think it makes so. you feel good though. I think there's a lot about like, you know, what is it in the, in the social thinking, you know, within speech pathology and occupational therapy, there's that like thinking about you, thinking about me, thinking about you <laughs> kind of conversation where it's like, I'm thinking that you would really like it if you knew I was thinking something happy and nice and like caring about you and right. thinking that you might like that also helps me think and feel better and yeah. whether or not I ever tell you that might it's really matter right matter. now <laughs> right I mean it, it obviously does matter if the other person actually hears it yeah and that's not the only part that matters yeah, yeah. that's really funny <laughs> um well so that sort of leads me into a couple of other questions that I've been thinking about which are you know ways that and you talked about this a little bit already but ways that um we're all supporting ourselves mm -hmm. and helping support and maybe influence that language of that that visual that you have others um mm -hmm to sort of collectively feel a little bit more buoyant. Mm -hmm. it, like you said in the beginning of our conversation, so much of like what everyone is experiencing right now is very heavy and it's heavy in like multiple domains of our lives and like multiple layers of our relationships with each other. And one of the things I've been trying to think about and that I'm curious to hear about from others is the ways in which we're maybe through reframing some of our thoughts and actions, ultimately supporting each other to be a little bit more like, you know, I think buoyant is the idea that comes to mind. A little bit lighter. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I was wondering for yourself, it sounds like there are some ways like singing with your grandfather and, um, you know, that obviously has that effect on you and probably on him too. Um, and are there any other ways that you've been thinking about or wanting to explore supporting yourself to, to like create, I have this image in my mind of like, we're all these molecules all smushed together. <laughs> and sometimes they're like super compact and sometimes they're in like a nice ratio of like water that they're floating around in and like yeah. yeah you know it's like very fluid or very like sticky and hard to move and mm. like my molecules always want that like very fluid kind of I I like swimming water is a really like comfortable place for me to be yeah so when when I feel like that friction in interactions with other people or just like observe it when there's so much stress and things get so heavy like they can't slide next to each other you know they don't have that fluidity I think about ways to infuse some of that like not just creating space but what else is being brought to the the sort of dynamic between all of us as molecules <laughs> to create like um to help us move with each other more comfortably um yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have a lot of visuals in my mind i'm just editing through them right now i'm like which ones make sense and are 
to explain on a podcast. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Descriptions of the visuals. It's a, it's a skill. So the one you let me know, this is the one that comes to mind that I'm like, ah, maybe a lot of people can relate to this. So I wear contact lenses and you know, I take them out every night and put them in these little containers and they're like floating in their like happy juices. (laughs) And (laughs) I've absolutely had the experience where like, I, especially when I've traveled where I've worn my glasses for a few days. And by the time I get to my contacts, I'm thinking that like, they're still floating in their happy juices, but like it leaked. And now they're like these dried out, like little plastic lenses. And I think, (laughs) you know, I'm hoping other people have had that experience too. So they know what I'm talking about. But I I feel like that's the sort of, um, like the lens is still there. It's still hydratable. it, it won't necessarily like feel comfortable in your eye, but it does. It might not be like, sanitary anymore. It might not be sanitary. Yeah, those things. But it does sort of regain its um, its shape and its ability to kind of float. You know, it doesn't just disintegrate. Right. And so that's how I'm sort of thinking. That was a visual that came to mind when I was talking about the fluidity. <laughs> I like the buoyancy part too, because I feel uh-huh. like there are definitely things like I. I go back to like that that solution, right? The contact lens solution. Right. It's like a sponge that yeah. kind of dried out. Yeah. You know? And what are you doing to add that moisture back? Right. Exactly. Like rehydrating, you know, like so much like our bodies love to be hydrated. Like the atmosphere feels better when it's well, for some of us, maybe some people really like desert settings. <laughs> Some creatures thrive in heat and dryness too, but (laughs) um, yeah, like what sort of nourishment, you know, we're accustomed to a certain degree of interaction and a certain degree of connection and that fluidity. And we have, we can tolerate a lot of that falling away, but too much of it is damaging. And so how can we maintain enough of it while we're all still also trying to figure out like what what does daily life look like right now mm. um so that was a really long way around of asking you <laughs> if there are any other things you've been sort of thinking about as ways to support yourself or to support others yeah. to achieve that kind of or work towards even you know achieving the buoyancy that buoyancy <clears throat> really needing right now yeah Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe the two areas that I'm personally trying to focus on and you know bring to my you know communication with others and interactions is um I'm I'm typically a pretty humorous person Mm -hmm. if I'm uncomfortable and I tend to just kind of go there yeah sometimes it's warranted sometimes <laughs> so when it's not and I'm feeling that heaviness I feel yeah. like letting whether it's me or the other person just let whatever needs to come out just come out yeah like anger or sadness or just aggravation or you know feeling scared sometimes it just needs to come out before yeah and um, 
but I feel like that humor part is always helpful if you know the time to use it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like I've just been going back and forth with that, um, that, like, disconnect between, okay, I don't feel like it's a time to laugh right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like it's useful. And then the other times I'm just grateful that I just let out a laugh, (laughs) that I was able to do that, or I was able to share in that experience with another person that was just feeling pain in some way. Um, So I feel like my contact lens solution, a lot of (laughs) you, sometimes it's just like really goofy stuff. And other times it's like a really good joke. Yeah. Um, Usually my jokes are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can really, I can really, you know, that reminds me. Um, so you are in Vermont. We're both in Vermont and the Vermont comedy club is closed right now because of obvious reasons. Um, and I would really encourage anyone who's listening and you Sierra to check out their website. I think it's just VT comedy club. Or their Instagram, which is VT Comedy Club. Love it. I'm sure they have a Facebook page too. It's probably the same thing. Um, because they, um, Nathan and Natalie, who are the owners of the co- comedy club, are really trying to think of ways to still bring some of, like, they have a, an incredible community of people that they've um, really, like, encouraged and brought together and made space for over the last I think the comedy club's been open like four a little over four years four to five years yeah yeah. and they're really trying to recreate some of that online so I just saw this morning that they're going to be doing I think improv and stand-up classes by donation um online which I I just can't even I've done their stand-up class (laughs) twice and I've done um an improv class uh, with another teacher at the comedy club and I just can't even imagine how much fun that will be I might sign up just because it, it it's like it's the space where the sort of um like any anything is really okay mm-hmm. and everyone participates in that space kind of agreeing to that same contract of like well I might say things but like maybe it's too soon maybe it's inappropriate Maybe it was funny in my head. I said it out loud and it is like, well, and there's really no, um, you might get some feedback, like a groan. You might get someone saying, you know, uh, oh, it's too soon, but no one, you know, it's not going to be like, it's too soon. And how could you? Mm, mm. Um, and I think that what you were describing about that, that humor and sometimes the most appropriate times to be humorous are like the most inappropriate times. Yeah. You know, those times that feel like the heaviest are sometimes the place for that to come in. Maybe right. not to dominate it, but you know. Yeah. In the there's a creation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would totally encourage you to check out their their projects that they're doing because I know I was on an, uh, I joined an Instagram live that they did last week and it was ridiculous. It was wonderful and ridiculous. They had live guests, you know, they don't know how the technology works either. They're working through it, but 
to be a part of it and just like feel this sense of like you know where's that buoyancy and and how can we like each add a piece mm. and come up with something whole right, right um it was really fun and so i'm sure um i will definitely check that out yeah i think they're also doing some like drop in I don't know if they were doing open mic or if they were just reposting someone else who was doing like a drop in Instagram yeah. open mic. Um, but yeah, shout out to Vermont comedy club. Cause they Love are it. an amazing, amazing organization. And, Thank you. Uh, I, I feel like there's, um, you know, that like balancing act between times of crisis and humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can really get through any of that without the humor yeah <clears throat> isn't that like one of the main like facets of theater like the the comedy <laughs> and drama like part like it's got a the the a like um some way the the yin yang sort of relationship between the two yeah. yeah maybe i don't really know but i believe that i mean i think about what happens in the absence of that is a lot of um rigidity and Mm. fragility you know things become so things become so precious Mm. the rigidity around things being a certain way or not being able to be flexible and it's like the cautiousness that emerges from that has such an effect on like physical health and mental health and i i believe it yeah yeah i (laughs) say it i believe it I've definitely yeah. been in that space before, you know? Yeah. So. so, And sometimes it's easier to imagine that changing when you see other people yeah. start. Yeah, as a community. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's another thing that's been, um, you know, as two people who are not, you know, from Vermont, yeah. just trying to really lean into the community. Yeah. Here locally at the state level um you know just the the resources that are that are here and and trying to um you know when at least when i've felt okay enough to to say Mm -hmm. okay i'm here Mm -hmm. to be part of that yeah so it i think rural states in general are hard places to it it takes it's a slower process to like find community and build community in some ways. Yeah. You know, I think it, there's a lot going on and it takes time to find out where it is mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and who, you know, where your people are. Exactly. Yep. In, in normal circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've left Vermont and come back a couple of times and even having grown up here, that's still the case. Right. You know, it's like you move to a different part of the state and it's a completely different culture and, you know, there's different systems in place for people within the town to communicate. And, mm. um, I think, you know, I've seen that has been one of the really fascinating things to me is the way that small businesses have really quickly re-engineered their Mm -hmm. role you know like 
um, I was telling you before we started recording, there's a bakery. There are a bunch of bakeries that are doing this, but there's one in Montpelier that um, will make, um, is, is uh, selling like basic baking stuff because yeah. for a couple of weeks, people couldn't buy flour. So, um, and some, they're selling cookie dough and some of their baked goods. Um, that's, I'm just going to name all these businesses. <laughs> Please that's, do. That's, um, and you can order online. That's Birch Grove Baking. Um, and then there's another place in Morrisville called North Country Cakes mm. that I'd heard about a long time ago. And they make donuts, which my partner really loves. And we just hadn't made it up there. Like it's, you know, it's not really near us. It's like a 40 minute drive from us. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple weeks ago, they were doing curbside pickup and yeah. we woke up early on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning maybe even, and drove to Morrisville, <laughs> sat outside, called in our order <laughs> as the person inside watched us, <laughs> took our debit card information and then brought us out a box of donuts and um they had closed last week and i just saw yesterday that they're reopening um with some kind of online order system so you can order in advance and then they'll have like a specific pickup time and i i just love that because those are the things that like of course we need donuts (laughs) like we need comedy and we need donuts obviously (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the medicine <laughs> that we need right now. Um, you know, and then maybe like some vitamins. I don't know. <laughs> Balance it all out. Sunshine, maybe just sunshine. Pajamas. Oh. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it's so hard. You know, I think it's hard for any business, but especially small businesses that have these tiny niches to right. kind of like retool their their intentions in a week is pretty incredible and to create websites and I'll tell you about one other place since I'm carrying on this there's um a farm stand in Middlesex called the Bear Roots Farm farm Stand stand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'd never been in there before I've driven past it a bunch of times but I've never really had a reason to stop and then when grocery stores were having a hard time a couple weeks ago especially keeping things stocked and also like not really wanting to go into the grocery stores this farm stand created an online order system and it's great because it's you know you can get certain things there and it's it's probably not the place that people are going to shop if they have young kids to feed or like a you know a larger family because it's it's pricier it's like local and sometimes those things are more expensive and it's a great alternative to get fresh vegetables. Yeah. You know, fresh fresh things. Most of it is from is grown right around here and mm-hmm. and it's glitchy. You know, their system is glitchy, but it works and it works well enough. And I really like that like in a different situation, they might I don't know these people, so I'm just going <laughs> to speculate, but they may not have released that system until it really worked well, right? you right. know, like closer to perfect. And I think that these circumstances are really allowing people to be like, well, perfect. You know, is that even really a thing? Like, <laughs> it works. If you have a problem, give us a call. You know, like that's the perfect part is there's a way to work around it. Right. And I love that. I just feel like 
personally, that takes pressure. That takes so much pressure. Like we have such a society of perfectionism. And Danielle and I have talked about this in other episodes of the podcast where like, it just bothers me so much. It's like, <laughs> all right, like you've got a great idea. And it's like 85% of the way there. That's good. Give it a try. Yeah. yeah. So I, I find it really encouraging to think about like, there must be just dozens and dozens of examples beyond the three or four that we just talked about mm-hmm. that where people are trying something, even if it's like, glitchy not exactly what they want yep you know it's gonna fall apart in some way yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly I'm I I feel like I've had this thought for the past week or so but I haven't Mm -hmm. been able to articulate it so thank you sure (laughs) yeah it was in my brain you just they're trying things and everyone's like yeah that's a great idea yeah why haven't we done this before Right. Always been doing this. Yes. All over the place. All over. Yeah. I mean, I'm super excited to see, especially around here, as it gets more, as we move more into spring and a lot of the local um, CSAs and farmers markets that would normally be starting, how that gets addressed because those, those are the types of businesses that if they don't reconfigure, no one's going to do it for them. And if they want to continue thriving, they have, they have to. Mm-hmm. And um, those are the areas that I'm really curious about. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are we going to see kind of fall away? Because it, it's not, it's not needed or mm-hmm. there's not, an understanding of its need I mean it doesn't always it's not always a positive thing for for things to be shed from society right right. but also sometimes that brings our awareness to like oh yeah we have this this business or this function this group and how can we help them continue so right right it'll be interesting for sure well, on that note, I got really excited there for a second. My, we need more of right now. <laughs> I definitely feel like you know my m- motivation for inviting anybody to come and talk on this podcast is to is to hear like where where are those where are those juicy places? Where's that like those pockets of good? Yeah. Um, there's, there's this concept. I'm sure it has a name. It's been explained to me a couple of times and I, I can't remember, um, a lot of the details. So here's a vague description of a concept (laughs) without a name. Um, it's basically, (laughs) it's basically the idea that like the space in between existing and like identifiable structures whether those are like natural environments like where the ocean and the beach meet Mm. or if it's more philosophical or more like societal structures you know like where um traditional concepts of business meets like alternative economies right you know these areas where concepts meet or experiences meet like it's it's the space in between those things where like the magic really happens mm. and the 
creativity and the innovation and it's like this like spark of things that have never met before kind of the novelty of that interaction generates something that we haven't seen before because they've not had a chance to experience each other in this unique way yeah yeah and I feel like as a species in some ways we're all in that space now and there's this simultaneity of like the heaviness and the grieving and the loss that you were describing yeah and this like surging potential for what comes with that right and those the 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 like that those things are happening at the same time is so much for our organism to like manage. Yeah. See, I think just because of all the heaviness of everything right now, there are those exciting, um, you know, the merging um, Mm -hmm. things that are happening to create opportunity and and goodness and wholeness, but it's hard to see it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I hope moving forward, I was looking ahead. That, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to use this since January 1st this year. Hindsight is 2020 <laughs> and we're in 2020. <laughs> and I hope that. Does that mean that this is what will be in hindsight or that? All the positive stuff, I guess. Okay. You know, like, you know, I think it's important to still hold that space for, for grieving and all the mm-hmm. sad, depressing stuff because it's real, but yeah, it's necessary. That there's some good stuff happening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some of it might be really uncomfortable. So yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of time to yes. recognize it and process it. But you're so right. <laughs> <sighs> wow, what a what a time we are living in. We yeah, we count. this is very true well thank you so much for agreeing to be on our reframe your brain podcast and honored (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sure that um maybe in the future you could rejoin danielle and i both and we could have a more specific speech language pathology conversation because i know that danielle would love that and would love that too you know that's part of our intention with this space is to create community within our profession and right right. this time just offers us a unique opportunity to branch out beyond that yeah big time I, i i forgot to mention this before because this is um when you had asked me what are what are some things that you're doing for yourself and others right now to yeah. reframe. And I had a conversation with another colleague uh, last week about how to, like, what are we doing when we're seeing all this negative stuff on social media and all these yeah. things? She had mentioned the numbers, you know, all of these numbers are like tremendous. Yes, yes. It's really hard to, to instantly reframe into something positive and okay. And, mm-hmm. and what if... What if we took those numbers, <laughs> and I've been using this the past few days, and it's actually been pretty helpful. Anytime I see numbers, I just, I insert a funny word for those numbers. <laughs> so like, you know, uh, 
200,000 donuts just got <laughs> diagnosed with COVID and oh, you know, or, oh, all these porcupines are having a tough time and I don't know it's just it's that humor part mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just a yeah example of what I've been trying to wrap my head around and comedy comedy of the absurd yes yeah yeah I feel like I wish I remembered more about Greek mythology right now. Because um, <laughs> that's where that comes from. Oh, oh hey. Romans, the Greeks. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, context also is helpful. Uh, we're, I'm working on that. That's a definitely. Lack a of context can be humorous too. So. True. Yeah. You're good. You're totally good. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, this was awesome. This, thank uh, you so much. This made me feel good today too. So thank you. All right. <laughs> well, um, I think that we'll just wrap things up and everyone can stay tuned for more exciting episodes to come. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sierra. Yeah.